Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though, and Happy New Year to you, beautiful listeners. We love you guys. We survived 2020, 2021, and now here we are, January 6th of 2022. And we have planned a really wonderful episode for you today, which I will talk about in just a second. But I do want to acknowledge that today is a pretty big day in the history of our country as we look back a year to um, January 6th, 2021, where there was an insurrection at the Capitol building. And we want you to know that we're thinking about you. We wanted to keep our episode light today for anyone who might be feeling heavy. And we also, thanks to Tiffany and Derek, because they came up with this brilliant idea, we thought it would be really wonderful to be thinking about the kind of support that you need this year. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm not sure I was really aware of the type of support I needed in 2020 or the type of support that I needed in 2021. <laughs> and it might well, be same. in flux for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, relationships are changing. Life is changing. The way we work is changing. The way we, you know, do community is drastically changing. And yeah. we thought it would be really important to think about in the world that we live in, on the anniversary of something like today, in the the crazy space, and then in the tender space of your home, what do you need? What kind of support do you need? What kind of life do you need to add to your home team? And that leads me to our topic today. Tiffany, tell the good people what you and Derek came up with. Well, uh, we we straight stole this idea. My husband's favorite podcast, The Pausecast, with Michael Schur, and I think it's Michael Pesnaski. Um, Michael Schur was a creator of Parks and Rec. He was involved in The Office, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, good stuff. Um, they did a draft pick of who they want on their home team. And I, he was like, Tiffany, you have to do this. It would be so fun to hear who you guys would want to sit in your world and do life with and who you need and who you want to share life with. So here we are with our 2022 draft pick. And why why we're doing this? Because we want you to be thinking of who needs to be at the table of your heart? Who do you want to do life with this year? Um, and I just want to echo, Ashley said it so perfectly. I don't even know we knew what we needed I, uh, collectively yeah. as a humanity knew what we needed mm-hmm. in 2020, 2021. And 2022 is already off to a pretty rocky start. You know, mass school closures across the country. Yeah. People still aren't home from their their Christmas vacations because of so many. I think it was over. Gosh, just just at SeaTac, like 300 flights um, either delayed or canceled in yeah. one day. It's just crazy. It's crazy. It's a really, really rocky start. It's what's up, what's down, what's forward, what's backwards. We're all feeling a little frazzled, kind of tripping over the finish line of 2021 and barely picking ourselves up. So with that <laughs> said, we thought how better than to start this year off with some fun because, you know, we go, we go, we go hard, we go soft, we go medium. So we just want to <laughs> inch our way into this year not make a fuss and uh, and have some fun with uh, some draft picks for 2022. By the way, are we in the future? 2022? We are. Are you kidding? This is me right the year now? that the Jetsons were born. Like in the actual <sighs> TV show, I think that the dad was born in 2022. So like literally, you guys, it's crazy. Also, we lost Betty White. This is <gasps> unacceptable on the last day of 2021. <sighs> You guys literally tripping into twenty and Desmond Tutu in the last Desmond Tutu, yes. Oh my god. So I want you guys to know too that these draft picks are gonna be fun. 
And we are picking them almost like, Tiffany, correct me if I'm wrong, but almost like an archetype of the type of person that we need. We have no yeah. illusions that these people that we're about to tell you guys about would ever even want to be on our home team. <laughs> oh, no, they would. We're fabulous. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany is ever the optimist. I'm like, probably no one on my list is going to join me, but I feel like this is the architect of the type of people that, archetype of the type of people I want yeah. in my life this year and for the type of things that I want to cultivate in my life this year. And I, I really like to doing this exercise. It was a lot of fun. I had a longer list that I whittled down and I'm really excited. This is going to be great. It's going to be good. I also just want to say some of mine aren't real. So, Oh yeah. <laughs> I, have one, I have one too. Who's okay. a, is a fake person. All right. Well, Ashley, <laughs> well, why don't you person. kick us off? Draft pick 2022. Here we go. Who's on your home team? Okay. So my top pick um, was, I surprised myself with this list, you guys, because I honestly thought I had a different, when I first did the sort of surfacey long list, you know, I had a lot of fun people on there. I had a lot of people who have meant a lot to me, but at the same time I was like, oh, and I whittled it down, I surprised myself with this list. So my top pick is actually Dan Rather, <laughs> which is, uh, okay, so here's the thing. So Dan Rather is 90, he's in his 90s, and he has gone through a tremendous amount of turmoil being 90 and being a journalist and sort of a voice for Americans and a voice of truth that is nonpartisan throughout decades. And so what I would want from Dan is his capacity. I love his Substack study and I would want his capacity to see generationally and I want his capacity to see across decades of history and I want his capacity to chronicle the truth. And I think that that has really moved me as I've, you know, made sure Dan Rather is in my inbox on a regular basis over the last couple of years because it's been helpful to see his perspective. And when he'd mm. say, hey, here's what I went through with the Nixon administration. Here's what we went through during this administration. Here's what we went through as a people during the AIDS crisis. And just seeing his vast perspective and his deep connection to real Americans. Um, I really love that. And I think that it's something that we really need. Um, and it's definitely something that I need. I want to sit at the feet of people who are so much older and who have survived so much more because I need to remember that life goes on. And I need to yeah. remember that we can have hope in hard places. And I need to remember that the truth needs to be told um, without an angle or an agenda. And so that's what Dan would do for me on my home team. Oh my gosh. I love that. I also love, like you said, we've been through this before. Like what it's going to come, it's going to go like, yep. you're, you're not going to stay in this heaviness or hard place forever. So to right. even be able to refer back to a previously hard time, I think that's so valuable. When we're like, what do we do? This has never happened. We're like, actually, it has something chaotic has happened before. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to swing us the other way right now. And my first topic is Ted Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He is outrageously positive, which I'm obviously drawn to. Got a great mustache. Mm. That is cheery. We all need that. He truly loves people for who they are and wants to see the best for them, in yes. them, gr their personal growth. He he has no uh, uh, pretense about him. He is who he is. But as right. we saw from that second season, he's also willing to grow even if it's hard, even if he's unhappy about having to grow. He he will choose. Um, he'll choose the right thing. And it's just, I, I just, I, I can't imagine someone like that in real life. And it's funny how a positive <laughs> coach of a soccer team in this silly little 
scenario in this plot, it was the number one show worldwide streaming mm. because it reminded yeah. us we want good people in our lives mm-hmm. and we want us to be surrounded by good people and good people make us all better. So that is my first one. I love that. Also, it was some of the best ministry I ever received is watching Ted Lasso. And Come it's on, funny girl. that you brought yes. Yeah. And it's funny you brought Ted up because my number two draft pick is Dr. Sharon Fieldstone, who is Ted Lasso's mental health professional. <laughs> <laughs> she is the team therapist. And I love Dr. Sharon Fieldstone. And I really enjoyed getting to see a more personal side of her in this last season. Um, you know, with her getting hurt on her bike and not being able to do things. And I just felt like she is such a force for good and such a strong person and no nonsense, no BS, but at the same time is like a, a well of mercy. And I love that about her. And I think mental health is a, a very specific focus this year um, for me and I think for many other people is, you know, figuring out, okay, what does it look like to come up for air? What does it look like to live with hope? What does it look like to journey forward? What does it look like to process and reflect? Like all of those things. So my number two draft pick was Dr. Sharon Fieldstone, a force for oh, good, but so a good. well, a freaking mercy. Um, back to somebody who was in the news all the time. I'm going to go with Michelle Obama, uh, somebody yes! who has overcome the odds again and again and again and again. If you haven't read her memoir or listened to it, highly recommend it. I know it can get a little detailed at times. Wow. But I... Don't listen to the audio. It's 28 hours long. <laughs> like, don't do it to yourself. <laughs> read the book, people. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I, I... I burst into tears at the end, to be honest with you. Just somebody who grew up in abject poverty and her her parents just wanted the best for her and did everything they could. Um, And, you know, her dad not even being able to join the union because he was black and watching people who got hired after him with less experience, knowing that they would be his boss someday quickly. I mean, it just her story was so honest and just seeing the life she's lived. And even when um, Barack was running um, for not just just state politics, but mm-hmm. realizing, wait, do I want this? Is do I want to be in the public eye? Is this what I want? But wanting to support her husband and work through things, and having her own accomplished career on top of that, I mean, she's seen some things, y'all, and she yeah. knows, you know, when they go low, we go high. Like that's yeah. put that on my tombstone. Yeah. Hashtag Not Michelle to mention Obama. her fashion, okay? Oh, Listen girl. to me. Michelle Obama oh, is fresh. Yeah, when she was oh, on her tour, bird. those thigh-high gold boots, are you serious? Oh, I was like, Jesus be offense, because that, that woman is the glory of the Lord is on she her. Is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I did you see that uh, Happy New Year post she did on the Instagram? No, I didn't. Oh. I didn't. I'm barely so back, so to. I've missed everything. Oh, it's her and Barack <laughs> posing with those silly little 2022 glasses Oh, on. wait. I saw it on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, yes. So it's cute. I just, oh, she, such she could, such wisdom, truly yeah. such wisdom. And being just the... Oh, man, just just torn apart for her skin, for her height, for her right. build, for I mean, just right. the most one of the most accomplished women <laughs> ever yes. to serve as yes. first lady yep. yet torn down and just rising above it. I mean, yep. she is an example to all. I don't care where you stand politically. Her poise and wisdom and grace is yep. just something to behold. Wholeheartedly agree. Mm. OK, so my number three draft pick is um, a strange one, but it's universal health care. 
that's going to be my my number three draft pick <laughs> is just universal health care. I should have put more parameters on this for you. I love you so much. <laughs> Go for it, girl. Tell me a thing. Do it. Get it. So I like this is something I'm planning this year. I already have been signing petitions, reading up on this, like listening to so many podcasts talk about this. But, you know, we have a we have a child care crisis in America and we've always had it. But mm-hmm. 2020 um, homeschooling remote learning and tw- and bleeding right into 2021, having affordable childcare is not p- a possibility for the vast majority of Americans. And in fact, 80% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, 80%. And so having, you know, just extra room for childcare plus childcare workers are very, very underpaid and mm-hmm. the whole system is trash. So I started researching more about what they do in other countries. And there are several bills in place now. We even last year for the first time since I want to say the 70s, but I could be wrong about that because they did do one brief stint of universal child care in America. What? And then it got slashed under the Nixon presidency, which (sighs) makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. Um, and then it never it never revamped again. Um, and so, anywho, I, I really want to see this issue come to the forefront for so many people. And I want both, you know, workers who are in people's homes or who are working at daycares to be paid fairly for the, the difficult and wonderful work that they do. And yeah. I also want to see more families be able to have options for childcare yeah. and for it to go further than just like, hey, I'm getting part-time childcare for work, which doesn't always sustain or help a family or even a marriage if you have a partner. Mm-hmm. And so for me, universal healthcare is at the top of the list. And it's something that I want to spend a chunk of my year advocating for and meeting with local leaders and seeing what could be possible because we cannot keep going like this. And we're, we're one of the only you know, um, nations with our level of economic um, resources who does not have an option for parents and specifically mothers and then even deeper mothers of color who are the most um, mm-hmm. impacted by this. And so to me, this really matters and I'm taking it on. And And I know I won't be able to do much. I'm a very small person in this whole thing, but I want to join my voice with people who are already active. And it's possible, you guys, they started paying families a small amount of money. And this last year, it doesn't, doesn't, it only covers a third of the childcare that we use and we only have part-time childcare, but it's a start. And so I would love to see a little bit more of that across the board. So universal healthcare is my number three draft pick. Healthcare or childcare? Sorry, childcare. Okay, cool. Just wanted to double check because you said healthcare a few times, but I'm like, no, why don't we just care. add that? Okay, child, childcare. I mean, that would be lovely, but I'm focused on childcare. I'm like, that is, that's what I want for people. Um, I have a few friends in other countries, developed nations, who have free childcare yes, um, as soon as they need it. Honestly, sometimes <laughs> yeah. as young as three months, yes. and just the the weight that's lifted. They never even think. And of course, these yeah. same countries. I'm gonna just I'm segueing here. You'll see. But they also have free healthcare. So not only yes. do they aren't slapped with a bill after they have them that baby, yes. then they can just have that beautiful bonding time and then when they're ready, go back to work. But also, yeah. I just want to add to this, when we talk about childcare and universal childcare, I, I just, I'm so sorry, but we have to add in paid leave. We, we can't ignore that. You know, um, my, yeah, one of my dearest friends, we don't have honor in my wedding. It's trash. Yeah. <laughs> when she had her baby, she was still making her full paycheck for the first year, her full paycheck. Yep. And it's very common to take a full year off and they yes. will, they, it's illegal to give your job to somebody else. But because the government yes. covers it, no company or business, they don't feel the weight of that. They're just excited right. you're having a baby. And, uh, for many culturally, especially in Europe, you are seen as um, 
more mature when you have a baby, not like, oh, you just you now you're going to want this. Now you're going to need more time off. Now you're going to need this. Now you're going to need this. You're not seen as somebody with quote unquote baggage. You're seen as somebody who's accomplished. Um, And so just even the way we view children um, in the American workforce is really it's toxic and it's not helpful and it's and it's not life giving to any mother or father. And so I just I just want to girl you send them petitions my way if this is what why though is endorsing let's let's do it yeah it's super important and i agree i mean i've had three kids with barely any any um paid leave at all i even remember for one baby i had part-time i I received part-time pay on a part-time job from one of my employers (laughs) you're just like who can and they weren't going to give me that until i went to them and said actually we can't survive like we will not be able to pay bills if you don't at least do this and so I think this is a very real thing for parents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, paternity mm-hmm. leave is a part of that, too, um, because, you know, Cody's never had paternity leave. He got a week off for one of our babies. Um, and I think that that's something else that's important. But I'm starting with universal child care because that hits every economic bracket. It hits every mother in our country. And I think yep. it would be really helpful. So there you go. That's Absolutely. number three. What's your number three? Oh, so good. Now I'm all fired up. Woo. OK, calm down. <clears throat> all right. Uh, next for me is Anne Lamott. I yeah. am a longtime <laughs> fan of Anne Lamott's work. Um, her commitment to Jesus and her honesty with her state, <laughs> yeah. her humanity, and she's just so realistic. Uh, yes. She's um, a, a survivor of addiction, and she is honest about her recovery journey, honest about relationships, and she she pulls no punches. Um, yeah. And she... She keeps it real, and she is also very involved in politics, especially if you follow her on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but she is she's passionate about what she's passionate about, and she's not um, ashamed or embarrassed of who she is and what she's been through. And she invites everyone to be honest with their scars and what they've gone through. And she also is a woman of the small things. She leads Sunday school at her church. She loves well. She yep. is so faithful to her grandson. I'm just I'm over the yeah. moon. I love her so much. I've, uh, as you know, actually, I've binged her all of her books. Um, at yeah. the end of last year. And I'm just, I'm just so encouraged to be myself. And yep. I think, isn't that what we want on our home team is somebody who encourages us to be honest with who we are, not ever putting on any airs, but just truly ourselves and even the darker parts of ourselves. Absolutely. Anne Lamott was most definitely on my long list because of all the reasons that you mentioned. So she, the things that she stimulates in you and the exactly what you said the just um connection to humanity you know within herself i think is a really powerful thing that we need mm-hmm. <laughs> she just yeah. a shame crusher i love her yeah all right so my draft pick um number four so i was having trouble because i couldn't decide if i wanted the girls from the instagram account big little feelings which is all about children under six Mm -hmm. and their developmental needs. And these women have been on, you know, Good Morning America, and they are so phenomenal, and I have learned so much from them. But then I decided at the end of the day what I actually want on my home team is music because I can watch their course, and I recommend everybody do it, But um, if you have little kids. But I decided on the Chris Stapleton band, and here's why. So number four, Chris Stapleton band. It is because, you guys, that – 
they have a song called Simple Song, and it got me through the last couple of years. And I just love music with soul. And I love the sound of going into a home with music playing and to have a band on your home team and have somebody strumming a guitar, singing some really beautiful harmonies, playing the piano, a little bit of drums, like to have music around all the time in 2022 feels like what I want on my home team. And I want it honest and raw and soulful. And that is exactly what the Chris Stapleton band is to me. So Oh, I love it. Okay. If we're going musical artists, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean I'm gonna lean as well. Uh for my number four, it was a tie. So I'm gonna have to just sorry, I'm gonna have to mention <laughs> both of these people. But um my first is Yo Yo Ma, the cellist, Paris yeah. born, the Chinese parents, New York raised. Yes. Um, which I was I found an interview that he did with Mr. Rogers, and I had my kids watch that because I listened to so much Yo-Yo Ma. I, um, I'm somebody who really enjoys music without words, and Yo-Yo Ma, because he plays you know, some of his stuff, but obviously the more classical stuff, um, it's, it's just so life-giving to me. I, I love it. It's so peaceful. Oh, what a gift he is. If you, if you haven't just gone and asked Alexa or Google Earth Play, whatever it's called, in your house to just start playing Yo-Yo Ma, I encourage you. I know Ash is going to tell you not to have anybody listening or Spotify, whatever it is. <laughs> Yo-Yo Ma is, is where it's at. I My poor kids, they could they know the playlist back, front, forward, backward, all of it. They, we're here for it. Yo-Yo Ma. <laughs> so peaceful. Okay. Well, what was your tie? Oh, yes. Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good balance. I love it so much. <sighs> That umbrella song. I'll tell you what. After my breakup in 07, it was umbrella, just umbrella. Wow. Okay, if you're still stuck there. I love it. So I loved it so much. much. You know what? It I was, was in the depths song. of despair. It was, it was good. A it was great good song. Stuff. It really you know was. It's so good. It was excellent. Um, I love Rihanna. I would follow her off a cliff because yeah. she is doing. What I would she's follow doing. her lipstick not... off a cliff for oh, sure. Such... Yes. <laughs> So good. I, you know, she is just doing her thing and she has learned her lessons and she has been, she just doesn't care what anyone else thinks. She's just going to do her own thing. And I love it. She doesn't act like she owes anybody anything and Mm -hmm. she's passionate about what she's doing. And she's, yeah, she's just, she's just the best. I love her music. I know it's old. This is who I am. She's fab. I'm here for that. She's so fab. Yo-Yo Ma and Rihanna. If they could do a mashup, I'd be here for that too. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Okay. So, Uh, um, that's a fabulous group right there. You got a killer home team. That's good okay, stuff. my number five draft pick is um, the wonderful Jane Elliott. And I picked Jane because I want to, again, I, I picked some, some um, people who are a generation or two ahead of me for my home team because I really feel like I don't know how to interpret the times. And I want people on my home team that I can really listen to and lean into and figure out how they did what they did. And Jane Elliott, if you don't know her, is an activist and an ally and someone who has been working on the lines of racial justice, you know, for a very long time. And she started in the school system doing something called the black, the brown blue eye test. And if you haven't seen any of those videos, highly recommend you look them up and check them out. And I think that, you know, she's been an ally her whole life to other communities who are non, non white and I want to be like Jane. I like the way that she is no nonsense, no BS. She just says exactly the thing that needs to be said. And because mm-hmm. there's nothing attached to it, she's not emotional about it. It's just it's just so true. And I think that that's what I love about Jane Elliott. I want to know how she 
went the distance. I want to know mm-hmm. what it looks like to be an advocate for, for life. What does it look like yeah. to actually like journey alongside people and to get your own people? You know, she spent her time with white people, mm-hmm. <laughs> helping educate them, helping them understand yeah. why racial justice is important. So she didn't put herself inside of a justice camp and she didn't put herself inside of a comfortable camp. She just decided, hey, I'm going to go to the people who actually need to understand this message about racism. And when I think about what's happening in our schools and people fighting about CRT, at school boards and just I'm just asking God what is my role in all of this and is there anything you'd have me do in in my home or in the small sphere of influence that I have and so I I want Jane Elliott on my home team I I just I love that that's so beautiful years ago you sent me a clip of her I, I don't know if she was testifying before Congress or if she was just giving a keynote or what and it has marked me and just talking about it, it was just so cut and dry of her talking about race yes. and how we don't have time to get this wrong yeah. and it matters and you you have no excuse it was yeah. you have no and she was speaking to a room of white people yes you have no excuse and yeah. it was just like yes oh it was it was really really powerful She's um uh did you say we're on number four number we're, five I don't know where number we're. five Number five. Awesome. Uh, Mine is Melinda French Gates. I'm so inspired by her. um, Grew up in the South, but obviously she's been in Seattle for quite some time running (laughs) a little company called Microsoft with her ex-husband, as she did. But uh, she has dedicated the rest of her life to women and girls in the developing world and helping solve real problems, especially around um, patriarchal family matters and family planning and the way she has really done the work and gone village to village and really, really engaging and empowering um, local women to communicate with others and build rapport and build agency together Mm -hmm. to stand up against these patriarchal practices of, um, you know, everything from forced surrogacy to forced pregnancy. And, you know, if they want to wait to have more babies because they can't feed the first one, you know, their husbands accuse them of cheating on them. I mean, just some some really hard cultural stuff that she is like, let's do this, roll up our sleeves and long obedience in the same direction, very similar to what you just shared with Jane. So, um, using her wealth and resources and power to really advance the place of women and girls worldwide. It just, it, it is just inspiring. And I am so, so, so impressed by her. And just, I mean, side note of just publicly leaving her husband and living her own life and not being defined by, um, by her ex-husband, I think it's just really powerful. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a good one. Okay. My six, number six draft pick and final one. Um, is Dolores Huerta. So again, I chose someone a generation or two ahead of me. And Dolores, I love the way that she is so moved to help people exercise their agency and use the voice that they have. And I like that she found a way to empower people who um, who thought that they didn't have any power and reminded them that they did have power. And yeah. I would want to learn from Dolores you know, how to organize people. And Mm -hmm. she was so powerful at that. I don't mean like leading them, like she actually organized people and, and reminded them that they had power and reminded them that they were able to use it and reminded them that collectively they could do something really great. And when I think about things like universal childcare, I think about, you know, just kind of the hurdles that we have ahead of us, or I think about the kind of world that I want to leave to my children is not the one I'm living in. (laughs) You Mm. Um, You know, I think about Dolores and I love her um, 
connection to her culture and the way that she loves dance and music and art and creativity and at the same time is just such a boss organizer yeah. and also seeing you know so many people have erased her from history but one of the things I admire most about Dolores and many other women who have been erased from history is that it didn't stop her from doing the work and so she should have all the credit in the world and she should be in history books that she was removed from and she should you know be on news channels and she should still be leading the the farm workers association like all of these things should still be happening but at the same time they're not and Dolores is still doing the work and she's still empowering people and she's still doing what she's always done. And I deeply admire that because I think that there's so many times on this side of heaven that we're just not going to get to see, um, you know, the good fruit from our work or we're not going to be able yeah. to get credit for the things that we've done. But that can't be our top motivator because it will stop you and it will keep you from doing the good work that you're supposed to be doing. And in a world that wants everything to be shiny and wants everything in a square on Instagram. And, you know, I think that this she's a reminder to me of, hey, you you need to be a faithful person and mm. a person who puts your foot on the floor and you go every day and you do the same thing you've always been called to do, Come no matter on. who sees Come it. On. And I like her seasonal approach too, um, which I've been thinking a lot about because there are certain seasons where you can do more and certain seasons where you can do less or your attention is more focused at home or your attention is more focused on building something or your attention, whatever it is. But yeah. the mission never changes. <laughs> and so I think yeah. that that inspires me about Dolores is her connected connected nature to humanity to herself and to organizing people and empowering just ordinary folks who need to get out there and and do something great together so that's my that's my home team y'all oh I love it and my last one will come as no surprise to anyone but it is (laughs) the late Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg I have forever been inspired by her um well before she had her home going, but I am just, just in awe of the way she rose above every obstacle. Her mom died when she was still a teenager. Um, She went to college and then law school, and then her husband gets cancer, and so she's taking her classes, his classes, giving him his notes, you know, finishing on time, and then she had a baby during that time during law school, and then couldn't get a job at any law firm because she was a woman, and then went to teach until she could get a job, and of course, we know how, um, where she ended up in her final years, but just committed to the law and committed to justice and committed to fairness and committed to her family and her and her husband were living that egalitarian life long before it was in vogue Mm -hmm. (laughs) back in the 50s and 60s and 70s so it just is truly a woman who used every day to the last drop to do Mm -hmm. what she could to do what she could in front of her. Um, One of her quotes that she would often say, she was Jewish, was justice, justice, you shall pursue. Um, And it's it's very common uh, in the Jewish culture, that that particular phrase. And it's one that I often say to myself um, when I'm wondering, what's next? Well, I know this, justice, justice, you shall pursue. Um, And I've always just been so, so moved by her story and just the way her husband loved her so well um, and the mother she was and their division of labor. I mean, so much about her life and story. If you haven't read any of the biographies written on her, I highly recommend it. Um, or some of the the interview audiobooks are really, really powerful as well. Yeah. Uh, and that is my final home team. 
I love it. I wanted to say too, if you guys want to think about a way to do this, I don't know, Tiffany, how you sort of laid yours out, but what I chose to do is I wrote down words I needed this year. Mm-hmm. I wrote down wisdom. I wrote down justice. I wrote down joy. I wrote down help. And that kind of informed who I wanted on my draft team. And that's made me think about like, who are the people in my life that I want to cultivate deeper and richer relationship with? And what would it look like to invite more of these qualities into my life? Um, so I don't know if that's helpful for, for you if you want to do this practice with some people who, you know, you're not going to be hanging out with them every day, but it could inform how you hang out with people every day. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe that could help you guys. <laughs> I think also I really want to point out one thing I love that you brought up quite 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 soon in our in our draft pick here at the beginning was just generations listening mm-hmm. to people and spending time and befriending people who are in other generations i think yes. sometimes you know when we were in our 20s or in our 30s or in our 40s, we were naturally drawn to the affinity of other people who are in our season but there's nothing more life-giving than sharing life with those in other seasons it can be really really powerful i agree yes Well, you guys, happy new year. We can't wait to hear from you about your draft picks. Um, Sorry, this was not sports related for anyone who's disappointed. (laughs) Thoughts and prayers. And (laughs) we are so excited to be with you guys the next couple of weeks. We're actually going to be doing a little two-parter on social media and how we can kind of start off the year with thinking about how we interact with social media and our connection points with social media and kind of how it affects us in our daily life. So I'm very Mm -hmm. excited for that one. So anywho, we look forward to joining you guys again next week. And again, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners. Remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.